0: Next one, and then the very last one is probably the the biggest one of them all. The next one I'd say is hydration. Mm. A lot of the time, again, here in Australia, it's summertime, it's hot, people are drinking alcohol, not drinking enough water, and they're dehydrating. And dehydration, even just a little bit, is very bad for your body. So it has so many flow-on effects. It can... Welcome back to the In situ Health and Fitness Podcast. We have helped hundreds of people reach their goals. And this podcast is a chat about the journey along the way, teachable moments, and topics we think will help you reach your goals as well. If we haven't met before, my name is Jack. I'm the PT. And joining me is my partner, Mac. She is the nutrition coach and soon to be psychologist. How annoyed do you get? When I stuff up the algorithm on your accounts on say Netflix, Spotify, YouTube, all that sort of stuff.
1: Well, when it comes to Spotify and YouTube, very annoyed.
0: (laughs) Um, And I'm sure there's everybody out there who like their husband or their partner or their kids jump on their account on some sort of streaming platform and stuff up the algorithm. And it takes so long to get back to how you want it through watching your shows or not letting people on your account and that sort of stuff. And I heard this saying about um, food algorithms. Now, I know it's not on our topics of things to talk about. We're gonna be talking about how you can stay healthy and fit over summer, but I'm gonna tie it back into somehow. Um, But it just brought up a good point of we allow other people's algorithms for food to influence what we eat.
1: So when you say that, do you mean We like observe what other people are eating or posting about eating and then we let that affect what we choose.
0: All of the above. Okay. So you think about social media. When you walk into the supermarket, it's perfectly designed for you to buy all those bad treats, chocolates, chips, all the stuff on the end of the aisles, all that sort of stuff. So even the supermarket has a perfect algorithm for you to buy shit food. Mm. Um, then yeah, you get on social media, you see all this delicious stuff and then you go on out with friends a little bit more, especially over summer, and then their choices influence your algorithm and your like algorithm or your, you know, I'm, I'm going to say algorithm cause it is your algorithm changes to suit what they're eating. And it's hard to get back into your state of healthy living, healthy, like living a healthy life, doing what you need to, even when it comes to activities and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's a really good point. And I feel like that's one thing that I probably struggle with the most when it comes to like the holidays and everything is because it, it is just like, it's like a subconscious hmm. algorithm. Like, and I don't want to be the annoying one or the odd one out when it comes to food. Like if we go to the beach with friends, say, and they're like, yeah, let's get fish and chips. And I'm like... Yeah. yeah, I don't really like fish and chips.
0: Um, but it's like, I feel like Instagram anyway, its algorithm at the moment is just terrible. Like I've liked a couple of sausage dog posts and all <laughs> like literally just liked a few and then every single post I'm scrolling through is sausage dogs. I'll have like 10 in a row mm. before I see anything else. And yes, that is extreme, but I feel like it's getting more even more extreme in real life. Like there's so much choice of takeaway now. Even if you're at the beach with your mates, you could almost Uber eat food to the beach where you're sitting and have your choice of food. Yeah, right? true. It's very hard to escape that algorithm of bad food and break it. So, and I think that ties in well to what we're gonna talk about, like staying healthy over summer because uh, we summer comes and yeah, we're around more people. so you got more influence on your food algorithm than ever before. Yeah. Do you know how to survive the summer holidays? Seems like a strange question, but we do all this work during the year, staying consistent, going to the gym, eating all the right foods, and then summer comes around and it just goes all out the door. You start eating all the wrong things, not exercising, and by the time winter rolls around next year, you've got to start all over again. Don't stress because Mac has you covered. Mac has put together 35 pages of everything you need to survive the summer and stay consistent without missing out on all the things you love to do over the summer. In this guide, you'll find everything you need, how to portion control, even workouts you can do at home to stay active and every single possible thing you need to maintain your goals over summer or even continue getting goals over summer. If you would like that, it is 100% free for you guys. So make sure you check out the link in the notes. We want to give something back for everybody listening and supporting this show. So this is for you guys. All right, so we've got five tips for you to keep your food algorithm healthy over summer or your health and fitness algorithm to keep it good over summer.
1: Okay, you can go first. What do you think is your most used tip when it comes to the holidays?
0: Um, Staying active. Mm. Uh, So, Everybody thinks that you have to be working out to get some sort of results and that sort of stuff. And especially if you've been putting in the hard work over winter, being consistent, going to the gym, but you can ease off a little bit over summer, but still do some sort of activity. It can just be walking or doing a couple of air squats or push-ups, or something at home. It's very easy to be active and continue being active, even though you're not at the gym and keeping up that routine. A lot of people will break that routine and go. Oh well, I miss the gym. I'm just going to stop for a couple of weeks and that'll do. Yes, Where that's that is very common. That's the worst thing you can do. Just stay active. Like even if it's like if you got family down or family over for a couple of weeks over the summer holidays, and you usually go to the gym at that time, four o'clock on a Tuesday. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Make that an activity for everybody to do. Like yeah. go for a walk, not go to the gym because not everybody No one's probably going to want to go to the gym. So even if it's just go to the beach and hang out at the beach, but Mm. be active down the beach, take some sort of football, something to play with, go surfing, go for a bushwalk, like make that time still the time um, that you're active.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that unstructured exercise, like all the things you just listed is still exercise. Like Mm. it's still, you're still going to benefit from it. I think in relation to me being active when we go away, it is handy because both of us like to stay active. Um, But I try to get up before everyone else. Like we get up pretty early anyway and just do something. So even like worst case scenario during the day and we don't end up going for a walk or no one wants to join me and everyone picks on me for wanting to exercise because that happens to me all the time. If I've gotten up and gone for a 20 minute, half an hour walk or done a 20 minute yoga session before everyone else even wakes up, it's, it's a lot more satisfying for me. Mm. I feel a lot better and it's genuinely a lot easier for me to make better choices for the rest of the day because I started the day so well. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I've already gone for a walk. Like I'm not gonna overindulge. I've already started my day off strong. Like I'm, have still got my habits going. Like everything, like that. It sort of like has like a waterfall or a domino effect, I suppose.
0: Yeah, definitely. It gives you that head start on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just staying active is my first tip.
1: I would love. I mean, we can start a tradition when we have a family. But I would love if my family had like the tradition of doing a game like playing a game like i know a lot of americans play football and stuff like that like boxing day christmas day but like make an event out of a day like today is cricket day we're going to make teams we're going to like revolve the day around an active thing whereas i don't know i feel like a lot of families revolve the day around sitting around eating
0: and drinking drinking
1: beers (laughs)
0: yeah um there's not much activities going on yeah yeah that's true
1: Yeah. yeah Just something to think about.
0: Um, Even if it's like a family walk after presents before you even get stuck in the food and that sort of stuff.
1: Making it a ritual. All you have to do is decide. You have to be the one sometimes to make the change. You can't just expect your other family members to be like, oh, you know what? Jack wants to be healthy. Let's all go for a walk because Jack's trying to be healthy or lose weight. No one else is going to make the change for you. You have to sometimes be the leader. And yeah, you might get kicked on or ridiculed the first year but if you do it like two years in a row it's probably going to stick and you're going to do it every year after that
0: yeah and I was just going to add that before we move on like you might be the only one doing it and that's fine yeah Um, even for the like those times I talk about like if your workout time is four o'clock on a Tuesday then keep that routine going you might be the only one for the first week but then everybody else sees you doing that routinely people are going to want to join in mm. so if it, even if it's in the morning like the first thing you do is get up and you do yoga or go for a walk or something P- after a couple of days people are going to notice you're doing that and want to join in yeah it just sucks because at the first everybody's going to be like oh why are you doing that you don't need to do that you're on holidays relax yeah but then after a couple of days they're going to be like oh shit, jack's been doing that for a few days he's very consistent i want to start doing that yeah and i guarantee that'll happen you've just got to Stick it out for a few days.
1: Just be stubborn.
0: Yeah. Uh, What's your second tip?
1: Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna dive straight into the alcohol side of things Mm -hmm. because this is a very big topic and I feel like we'll talk about it for a while. But uh, where do I even start? Obviously alcohol is a very big part of the holidays. Like probably the main focus over the Christmas holidays. I don't know about everybody else, but when I was growing up, if you're on holidays, you drink beers or whatever every afternoon, every night. It's just, it's what you do because you don't have to get up and go to work the next day. Um, And I would say in the last three to four years, I have seriously cut my alcohol consumption down to like a slither. And the way that I did that, like, I'll be honest, I didn't just... Start trying to be healthy and then cut out alcohol. I think cutting out alcohol is one of the last things that people try and do when they're trying to improve their health because it's so there's so much social pressure around it and so many events revolve around it. But in the beginning, I think I just started making better alcohol choices. So rather than me having vodka orange juice or
0: cruises cruises
1: and... or whatever sugary pre-mixed drink I was having I swapped to like gin and soda mm. and then that was like my go-to for a while so I was still drinking but it was like a, a slightly ha- healthier I guess alternative to the pre-mixed drinks and then after a while of that I was going like gin and soda water or gin and soda, non-alcoholic drink, like alternating. So I was still having some alcohol, but it was just like getting less and less. And then I think last year, I probably, last Christmas, I probably had two glasses of wine for the whole Christmas day. And I'll be honest, that got me drunk. Mm. (laughs) But I think my mindset around alcohol changed a lot. So before I thought about it as something that I just had to do to get drunk, to fit in, to have that high. And then last Christmas just gone, I thought about it like, I don't want anyone to fear alcohol because it's everywhere and you're never going to escape it. But if you can just change your mindset around it, it helps a lot. So last Christmas, I started thinking about like, I'm going to enjoy this glass of wine and appreciate it with my mum because she enjoys drinking it and it's like a special day or whatever and I'm going to savor it and think about it while I'm drinking it rather than me just trying to get drunk for the sake of it. Like it's Christmas day, so we get drunk. Mm. Um, So I feel like I gave you a lot of tips in there.
0: (laughs) Um, And this comes like alcohol is probably the biggest thing in the algorithm. Like in Australia, we have a big, like I guess you could call it just how it is. Like, you know, as soon as you something to celebrate, you drink Mm -hmm. like, if something happens and you need to celebrate something, you go out and drink. Like that's just how it is, and you start getting influenced by that those people around you. And yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, like you said, just being smart about it and making better choices around alcohol, and changing the mindset of you don't need to get smashed to have a good time, like.
1: Or just when you drink alcohol in general, it doesn't have to be to get drunk it can just be to enjoy it yeah enjoy it and be a part of the social experience
0: um one of the biggest things i did i started drinking straight spirits Mm. to sort of wean off it and i still do that when we go out and yeah we are celebrating something or there's alcohol and like you said there's family around and that's the thing and you want to have a drink to enjoy with them i'll have it straight so you cut out all the sugary parts of it and because it is straight it takes you a lot longer to drink Mm. um and you can have as much ice as you want so it waters it down a little bit so one one glass you know one shot is still one standard drink so well thereabouts i guess depending on what alcohol you're having so it's going to last you a lot longer and you're getting a lot more water in there as well so that's a good thing i guess you'd say as well and it just you're still drinking, and I found a lot of people will leave you alone because when you do go off alcohol, the hardest part is everybody wants you to drink with them, mm-hmm. and when you're not drinking, they think there's something wrong. And If you're a
1: woman, they think you're pregnant. Yeah, so
0: there's a lot of things wrong, so people will push alcohol on you to, again, that's a whole other topic, so we won't go there, but people will push it on you, so you feel pressure to drink, but if you're drinking straight spirits, everybody's like, oh. Jack's hitting it hard. Yeah, he's drinking it straight. Where they'll probably have three to four drinks in my one. Yeah, and I can take my time with it. And I like if you and the trick is you buy a really good alcohol, a really expensive one, so you enjoy it more. It tastes better, so it's a more pleasant experience. And because it is um, a better alcohol, more expensive, generally there's less preservatives and less shit in it, so you have a less hangover the next day.
1: Yeah. Um, one trick that I did use before I was confident in telling people I just, I'm just i just not drinking, I just don't want to drink, was a few times when we went to like barbecues, we would just fill up an empty bottle of gin with water <laughs> and it looks the same. And you can just keep going back and mix your water with water and no one will question you. But, I mean, that's a bit extreme. You can just... Just build up the confidence and sometimes it's better to clearly say, I'm not drinking today Mm. rather than just saying, oh, I'm just having like one or two because as soon as you say, I'm just having like one or two, or I'm trying not to drink too much, people almost see it as a window for them to just, oh, if you're having one or two, you might as well just keep going. Yeah. Whereas if you say, I'm not drinking, that's it. End of story. Then it's, the window is slightly less open, (laughs) (laughs) slightly
0: um let's go on to the third one let's talk about eating because drinking usually comes with eating especially around christmas and holiday times and all that sort of stuff what's your number one tip because like again these, like i said they go hand in hand especially when you start drinking your inhibitions go and you go straight to all the bad stuff that you don't like especially if you again this is very more a lot more common for people who have been very disciplined over the the year and then all of a sudden you have a few drinks and you're like, ah, screw it, that cake's fine. And then the cake turns into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and all of a sudden you've eaten 10,000 calories in one meal with all your drinks. Um, So what's your one tip for like, you know, controlling yourself around delicious food?
1: My one tip, you want me to give one tip? Um, I'm going to say i'm i'm gonna like are we talking about meals or snacks
0: let's go snacks and then we'll go meals because snacks and then meals
1: okay so let's say like if you're in australia platters platters Mm. are like they're everywhere in summer yeah (laughs) and they're always full of cheese and cabana and twiggy sticks and all of the good fatty stuff (laughs) um so my platter strategy i'm going to call it is usually I try and do a pattern. I very much like like a good pattern (laughs) to follow. Um, So if there is a good platter and I do, I love cheese. I love cabana. I love all of the same things that you guys love. I just have worked on my platter strategy and self-control over the years. But um, I will try and go like vegetable first, vegetable and cracker or whatever or like fruit and cracker. So I'll go like vegetable and then cracker and dip and then cheese and then vegetable, cracker and dip and then cheese rather than going biscuit cheese cabana, biscuit cheese cabana, biscuit cheese cabana, a carrot, (laughs) biscuit cheese cabana because I feel like that is very common. But that way you're not avoiding any foods, you're not missing out on any foods, you still get to enjoy the whole platter, but you're just spreading it out a bit more and you know that you're going to still be able to have some cheese, you just have to have some vegetables first before yeah. you can get to the cheese.
0: Um, that was gonna be my tip for snacking and platters and all that sort of stuff. Don't deprive yourself of it because next time it comes around, you're just gonna go nuts. Yeah, I see this with my family especially, They'll be good. Nah, nah, I'm not eating that. I'm being good. And then all of a sudden, it's just like the whole bowl of dips gone. Yeah. Because they've just had a little bit, and then that little bit's just turned into the rest of the bowl. So if you have a little bit each time, you don't feel like you're missing out and you're enjoying those good foods, because they are delicious foods. Let's be real. Platters yeah. and all that sort of stuff, it is very good. So don't deprive yourself of it. Just have a little bit. And yeah, sometimes you need to show a little bit more self-control in those times. Again, alcohol adds to that and making it harder. But yeah, just don't deprive yourself. Have a little bit and a little bit of everything, a little bit more of the healthier ones to fill you up a little bit more so you don't go bad on the good ones, uh, on the bad ones.
1: Um, I will say too, it's quite common, like you said, for people to, to say to themselves, Or for other people to say to you, oh, it's the holidays. I'm just going to enjoy myself. It's my birthday. I'm just going to enjoy myself. It's Christmas. I'm just going to eat whatever. I'm going to enjoy myself. And we're definitely not saying like don't enjoy yourself. But I also kind of want you to ask yourself, why do I have to have these specific foods to enjoy myself? Mm. It's like it is about the food, but it's more about the people you're with.
0: Yeah. Uh, again alcohol is the same thing I need alcohol to enjoy myself yeah you don't need alcohol to enjoy yourself if you can't enjoy yourself without alcohol there's a deeper things going on that you need to explore for yourself yeah and all right two more tips
1: wait 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 wait. we've got to cover dinner
0: I was gonna say okay one is gonna be dinner so dinner go
1: okay it's dinner time it's Christmas Day I the first thing I'm going to put on my plate is roast vegetables if there's any salad then i will go meats because there's always like 600 different kinds of meats and then i'll get like a little bit of potato bake this is like this is a classic australian christmas (laughs) day that i've just described but yes i always try to fill up my plate first with like the leafy stuff because it's going to make me feel full like i've eaten a lot more food and then i'll do like meats and stuff because often christmas meats are quite High in fat, generally, mm. and then I'll do like, yeah, Nan's potato bake or whatever.
0: Yeah, so I'd actually go meat first, just because it's protein. It, I know if I eat, if I can tr- control myself and eat the meat slowly, then I'm going to be a little bit more full. So I'm not going to go hard on all the other stuff, which is usually a lot of calorie dense. <laughs> bad dishes in there but mm-hmm. again that's okay I'll still have a little bit of those just to go you know I've eaten that and it was delicious but yeah generally I'll go meat first again um, protein helps fill you up makes you feel a little bit more full so you won't eat as much and obviously as we've talked about previously protein eating the protein first will stop your insulin spiking so Um, everybody knows that you eat heaps of food and then all of a sudden you need to sleep an hour later Mm -hmm. because you're so full and that's, you know, just energy balance. So having protein first helps you control that energy because I feel like for myself, when you eat all that stuff, have that crash, sleep and you wake up and you just go on straight for the dessert again because you've woken up and your body's like, give me calories. So it just helps even out that energy throughout the day. So you don't have those big spikes of, oh shit, I need to eat again. Mm. And I'm already feel full. Um, So having that protein first is one of my go-to things.
1: Fun, I'm just gonna put a little quick fun fact in here that might help with sugar cravings over the holidays. Um, And that is that when you eat enough protein and if you eat protein first, so say you've got a plate full of food and you eat your meat first, which Jack speaks about quite often because it fills you up sooner, but also your stomach has neurons that are actively looking for amino acids and in particular glutamine. So when you have enough protein, enough amino acids, enough glutamine, your stomach will send a signal to your brain and tell your brain that we have enough food down here, we don't need any fast carbs, AKA sugar. So it actually helps curb sugar cravings because your gut is going to tell your brain, we're satisfied, we're cool, we don't need anything else down here. Mm. So that's just something to think about because there is so much sugar around in the holidays. Mm. If, you can, if you have a sugar craving, just have something that has protein in it first and then check back with yourself. Am I still craving sugar or do I just want to eat it for the sake of it or what's going on?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, last one. I was sort of tossing up between these two. So maybe we'll put in the same one. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, I guess it's hard. Yeah, okay. We're going to give you six tips. Next one, and then the very last one is probably the the biggest one of them all. The next one I'd say is hydration. Mm. A lot of the time, again, here in Australia, it's summertime, it's hot, people are drinking alcohol, not drinking enough water, and they're dehydrating. And dehydration, even just a little bit, is very bad for your body. So it has so many flow-on effects. It can, so dehydration can be, um, or hunger, sorry, can be a masked feeling of dehydration. So you're eating food when you actually just need to drink some water. Mm. Or um, the hangovers you get are 10 times worse because you're dehydrated. And we've spoken about how being hungover leads to bad decisions the next day like we all want to go for those hangover meals but it's not actually the alcohol and all that sort of stuff that wants you to crave those meals it's all these other flow-on effects so making sure you drink enough in those situations um again drinking enough water helps your brain function properly so you make better decisions Mm -hmm. so you're not going to be eating shit food um all that sort of stuff
1: yeah i think I don't really have anything else to add about hydration. Yeah. I think... Because it's... Oft, I think often people get dehydrated because they forget. And because they're drinking alcohol, which is a liquid. They're like, oh, I'm drinking liquid anyway. I'm going on to the toilet all the time. I don't want to add more liquid to the mix. <laughs> but like Jack mentioned, if you can incorporate water into your alcoholic drinks, if you can go alcohol, water, alcohol, water. Like if you can get um a what, what do you call element a
0: yeah element like sub- i'll put i'll put a link in the description so L M N T is a, a hydration salt yeah so you put it in your drinks it is the perfect amount of potassium sodium and magnesium so your body actually absorbs it um you can have that before you have a big drinking session after both
1: during and it's delicious yeah
0: like, So um, a lot of people will know Hydrolite in Australia as a hydration thing. This is just 10 times better and no artificial sweeteners, no sugars, all natural. So it's really good. So check that link out, I'll put it in the description. Yeah, that's a great thing. and I recommend having like on the hot days, like Mm. you're out at the beach, you're out playing sports, you're being active and you come home and straight into the beers, have an LMNT first. At least that's gonna hydrate your body before you go into alcohol
1: yeah for sure well what's tip number six
0: what do you think it would be
1: sleep yes
0: (laughs) of course Um, we we talk about sleep all the time i can't stress this enough Um, just being consistent with your sleep it's very hard in the again your algorithm for sleep is going to get messed up over the summer holidays especially if you've got friends and family over because they're going to be they they might have different sleep patterns to you and then you've trying to organize all the kids and family or whatever dinner times might be different breakfast might be different just try and be as consistent as what you're used to as possible um like quality is probably going to go out the door a little bit Mm -hmm. and that's okay like you know it happens again try and keep your sleep quality the best possible but consistency would be the overruling thing, I'd say. So whatever time you generally go to bed and whatever time you wake up, try and stick to those over those busy periods. It's a little bit harder, but trust, do your best.
1: Even if you have to adjust, like if you regularly go to bed at nine and get up at six, even if you have to adjust it to go to bed at 10 and get up at seven, Mm. just do that consistently. Like rather than trying to, achieve something that is way out of reach. Like if everyone else stays up till 11 and you're going to bed at nine, it it might just be easier for you to compromise and move your whole sleep schedule an hour either way. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, All right. So there are top five tips, six tips for staying healthy over summer. If you want to dive a little bit deeper and you want even more tips and strategies and help portion controls, workouts, what else is in there?
1: Recipes, how to eat out, how to get takeaway, um, practical tips. I don't know. It's, it's packed.
0: 35 pages of packed tips. Everything you can even need for staying healthy over summer is yours for free. So free. 100% free. There's no catches. There's no gimmicks. Hit the link below. All you need to do is put your name and email address in. We email it over to, to you yes you'll end up on our mailing list um, we don't share our emailing list with other people so you don't get spammed and if you don't like the content we're sending you for free on our mailing list you can just unsubscribe so it's a win-win so you get this 100 free 35 pages everything you need workouts tips everything to everything. stay to stay healthy over summer 100 free hit the link download it now and you'll end up on our mailing list so you'll continually get good info anyway there is a lot of documentaries coming out about health and fitness again. There was sort of like a couple of years ago, there was a big wave of them coming out. And now there's, it seems to be another big wave, I guess, coming out of COVID and everybody's, is focusing on their health and fitness a little bit more. Last week we spoke about, or the week before we spoke about What You Eat Next. Yeah, Great food documentary. That was on Disney. I'd recommend watching that. So that was What You Eat Next. Um, And then we've watched Chris Hemsworth, also on on Disney, wasn't it? True.
1: Finally, Disney's putting some good stuff out.
0: Um, Yeah, finally. So Chris Hemsworth, Limitless. Yeah. We're going to give it a review. Our thoughts.
1: A A review. I'm surprised how popular it is because, especially with the older generation, like I've heard a lot of people talking about it already, And I think it's just because he's Australian Mm. and it's Chris Hemsworth. Everyone knows the Hemsworth brothers, which is great because people are actually, people that wouldn't usually watch stuff like this are watching it because they, he's familiar. He's from home. If that, yeah. Yeah. And
0: Ozzy's actually doing it. Um, Yeah. I thought it was quite well done. Again, I think a lot of people are watching it. It's probably the best documentary I've seen to bring up the science that they go into and talk about the subjects they talk about. The one thing I hated about it, they just gave no real world examples.
1: Well, they gave like 30 seconds at the end. Like Chris is going to fast every three months or something like that. Like yeah. they gave a little quickly text over him doing whatever. Like this is how Chris is going to implement the thing that he just did an episode i will just say if anyone hasn't watched it each episode focuses on a different thing that you can do to improve your longevity
0: i was going to say let's go over <laughs> let's go over the topic so the first one was stress yeah so the first the first episode chris hemsworth is tackling stress and he and he and it's good because he, i guess he goes in the real world examples for him like he was talking about how he gets anxiety and stress like He spoke about this one time when he was in a restaurant, the kids were playing up. He wanted to yell at the kids to behave, but he can't because everybody's watching him, everybody's filming him, and he's just like, and I could imagine that would be very shit. Like, you can't actually be human because everybody's watching so much. And again, he talks about that, how it stresses him out. And so then the whole episode is him trying to overcome stress so he can deal with situations like that. But what they do is ridiculous. Yeah. So.
1: The first episode is probably one of the worst for giving practical advice. Yeah. I don't know who the scientist, the psychologist, psychiatrist, I think she was actually. Mm. I don't remember. Was, but her solution for him to resolve his stress was to do extremely high stress things. Which, sure, if something gives you stress or anxiety, exposure to the thing in the long run will help more than you avoiding it. Mm. But walking out on a crane over the top of Sydney, as high as you could possibly imagine, one time is not going to help him manage his stress better next time they're in the restaurant and his kids are screaming. Yeah. Not one bit.
0: And then they did um, special forces training where they do drowning Scenari- scenarios yeah. and somebody's talking to me in the gym about this and, and she's like it's crazy how like the training that they do and all I can think about is how many people are going to start dying <laughs> in a pool because they've got their hands, t- hands and feet tied behind their back I, I, I get what they were trying to do there but that was very like there needed to be a bit more of a disclaimer or something because people are going to start trying that and shit can go wrong real bad mm-hmm. and real fast. All it takes is a blackout under the water for a couple of seconds and you've got brain damage. Yeah. Like, I, I actually can't believe they actually did that and showed it without... Because there obviously would have been a lot of... Um, people around if something went wrong they would be straight in there but they didn't show that all they showed was two guys on the edge of the pool saying yeah do this chris come on do that you're failing like and it's like shit like (laughs) you know like
1: and you know what really grinded my gears was when he came up out of the water and he's like oh i can't do it like Mm. blah 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 like it's hard the woman's like just breathe chris that's it <laughs> just breathe. And I was like, if you tell a real life human to just breathe when they're extremely stressed, that's like, that's the last thing that they want to do.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah
1: I don't know. It's yeah. just.
0: I, and again, that was probably just all for, you know, making it entertainment, more entertainment. Yeah. And again, like, yes, deal, Like if you do get stressed out easy, obviously we all get stressed out. There's so much involved in modern day life putting yourself in stressful moments and that goes for anything like you know you just build resilience against stress so you're not going to be stressed in those situations so yeah i think that episode could have been done a little bit better Mm. um what was next i think he went to iceland oh so it was
1: cold exposure
0: yeah that was uh, much better yeah um oh yeah because he was with ross edgley um, for two, ep- two of the episodes. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Ross Edgley. Mm. Um I think everything... Fanboy. <laughs> big fanboy. Um, if you don't know who Ross Edgeley is, do yourself a favor. Um, look him up, watch him on YouTube, buy his books. Everything he does is great. Um, I just think he's a great guy. He does great things. But he also does it in a way that is very understandable for humans. Yeah. For general public. Like his books... Um, are very science dense, but he explains the science so you can understand it and implement it. So, all these science heavy, dense, knowledgeable things, you can actually implement them. That's why I like Ross Entley so much as well, because you can actually do the things he talks about. Yeah. Um, so, that was a good episode. Yeah. Cold exposure, heat exposure, they talked about. They had Peter Atia on, which I was pretty impressed. Like, yeah. I'm a big fan of Peter Atia as well. He's, if you want to improve your like longevity and live a long life, that's the guy, the go-to guy. Hmm. And they actually got him on the show, which is pretty cool. Um, And then, yeah, so that one, that was like, you know, again, very extreme way of doing hot and cold exposure.
1: Yeah. Like swimming in the Arctic water. Surfing in
0: the Arctic. Surfing in the
1: Arctic. But like, I think that that one's a lot more relatable. Like you can do ice baths and you can do sauna. Mm. Easy, like accessible to most people. Yeah. Compared to the stupid stress one.
0: Even just cold showers or hot showers or a bit of both in yeah. the morning. Like, yeah, that shit works. And that yeah. and they talk about that at the end, and that's a very easy to implement. Um, fasting? Was
1: fasting
0: that the next one? Fasting was the next one. Um,
1: fasting in the way that it was for three days, is that right? Four, days. four so days. On the fourth
0: day, he then had to go and catch their first meal. Like, go and spearfish and catch a fish and eat their first meal. Yeah. So him and Peter Atiyah... Um, fasted for four days he tried to get two of his mates to do it they gave up a day or two in yeah Uh, and then they break their fast with pizza and all sorts of shit food his friends not
1: yeah (laughs)
0: i'm just like like i get what like they were just having a joke around about it to make him feel bad by eating all that sort of food in front of him but i'm like again like people are gonna fast and then like their first meal is just gonna be like
1: stupid
0: because people think because they're faster they deserve to eat bad food. Like yeah. And they sort of associated with that and you don't deserve to eat bad food just because you haven't eaten in a day.
1: And also think about it like if you haven't eaten in four days, whatever food is the first meal you're gonna you're going to eat, that is like your body's gonna use all of it. Like mm. it's going to absorb like what macronutrients and vitamins and minerals are you going to get from pizza versus like what did Chris and Peter have at, grilled fish and vegetables yeah you know um the thing that i didn't like about the fasting episode was like i know that there's a lot of peter's been doing a lot of studies right peter about fasting for four days to get your ketones Mm. to work and use your ketones as energy rather Mm. than carbohydrates um but for like the average person like someone that works a nine to five that has kids that has to drive an hour to work dangerous Uh, impractical silly
0: (laughs) yeah no no general population person can fast for four days yeah um like most of the population is addicted to some sort of food whether it's sugar some sort of carbohydrate some sort of drink something that they they go to to for whatever reason and like yes they could fast but they're also trying to break an addiction so you're going to be very ir- ir- irritable yeah you're going to be annoying the people you are, like you love and care about around you so they're going to start hating you like it's just not a good scenario um if you are going to try it like i don't think i'd be able to get much work done
1: like (laughs) no because your brain's fuel source is like food like your whole body's fuel source is food your brain's fuel source is carbohydrates Mm. if you have none of that then like peter even says it's hard it's cognitively hard you feel like crap for the first three days until on the fourth day your body switches to using ketones for energy and then you might start to feel a little bit better but even Chris was saying like he was dizzy he was exhausted he felt nauseous
0: like he was grumpy yeah but the shit thing is Chris Hemsworth has people looking after his kids people looking after Every part of his life, he doesn't have to worry about a thing. He just has to exist. <laughs> he just exists. Like, even his mates make a joke about how they're just paid friends. Yeah. And just paid to be around him and just be his friend. Like, that's like, and that's a joke, but it is real. Like, I, I, and I get why he does it, but like, he has everything sorted. Like, he doesn't need to use his brain during the day. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. But again, fasting can be good in certain situations. Um, I just wouldn't recommend a four-day fast for the general public. Yeah. Um, then it was like muscle endurance back with Chris uh, Ross Edgley, how he climbs a rope, um, and the whole basis was like, yes, Chris is very aesthetically pleasing. Like he has a great body, has a lot of muscle, but you need to work your body in different ways. You can't just do like Chris does bodybuilding. Like we've spoken about this on the. Podcast before how Chris Hemsworth has or had the Center app, and Chris Hemsworth did not do any workouts on the Center app to get the Uh way he looks. Like there's various different ways of working out on the app, and Chris should have used that (laughs) to actually be healthy. Like so, the idea of climbing a rope was just a different way of using Chris's muscles, so more muscle fibers activate and all that sort of stuff. And flow-on effect from that. So it's not just – it's the episode's more just about you can't don't just do the one thing. Yeah. Like, I guess we are a little guilty of that, and that's something we are trying to change a little bit. But don't just do, like, you know, don't just be in camp Pilates. Don't be in camp yoga. Don't be in camp resistance training. Like, combine them all. Yeah. Um, and doing some sort of cardio, cardiovascular exercises as well. Um,
1: I can't remember the next episode. There was... What was the episode about when Peter Atia told him that he has two sets of the genes for Alzheimer's disease? Yeah,
0: that's been in the news a fair bit.
1: was Was that the episode? Was the next... How many episodes was it? Six? Yeah. Was the next episode when he went to, like, the aged care home?
0: No, so it was when he went on a walkabout with an Aboriginal guy. Oh, so... It
1: was... It was... So... It was about using your brain yeah. to navigate.
0: Yeah, which again, great idea. Like, but again, just getting outside and going on a bush walk every now and then. Yeah, you don't have to go for a two day trek without any. Get like,
1: dropped in the bush, find your way home.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that was like that was just yeah, just about using your brain. It's like switch off from everything and just go out and use your brain
1: because we do rely so heavily on our phones to tell us everything where Mm. to go how to get there how long it's going to take how to cook how to count multiply and that's
0: like going surfing or learning a new skill is part of that as well yeah um yeah so just learning something new like again like you can be fit and healthy and do resistance training and all that sort of stuff but then learn a new discipline that challenges your mind That you have to connect your body mind body connection to actually achieve this goal like surfing is just a great example of that yep um and then the last one was accepting death
1: yeah that was a very weird one
0: yeah i guess death is very weird for a lot of people to talk about yeah and accepting it's even harder
1: he had to so chris had to wear like a What do they call it? Like an aging suit. Mm. And it restricted his movement. It had like weights in like a weight vest. So it was trying to mimic how it feels to get old. So you can't lift your arm as high. You feel heavier.
0: Um, But I feel like that was getting old in a very unhealthy way. Like I know plenty of 60 to 80 year olds that are very active and can move their arms in every direction and lift weights. and Yeah. Squat and bend and press and all that sort of stuff.
1: And also, it it seemed that that wearing that suit really upset Chris because he's like can move around and stuff mm. now. And he was like, I don't want to be like this. He was getting frustrated wearing the suit because it was heavy and hard and he couldn't move. But I also said to Jack when we were watching it, as you age, like you slowly decline. Mm. And you don't just wake up and all of a sudden you you're move. old and yeah. you can't move. Yeah. So, and I think the, the whole way Chris is going about things, like he did this whole TV series because he wants to be a healthy elderly person. He won't end up like that, like with that limited amount of movement and mobility. You mm. know what I mean? Like it was very dramatic and unrealistic i guess it was just a way to show like if you don't do any of the things we're doing in this show this is how you're going to end up
0: yeah i thought a nursing home was a very bad example as well like every longevity book i've dove into and read or listened to whatever it is um they talk about the blue zones Mm -hmm. blue zones don't tend to have nursing homes no it's just a western thing that we've started we've invented it's like here's old people, will shove them in a certain place and they just deteriorate together and we forget about them. Yeah. Like I think nursing homes, again, a bit of a tangent, but nursing homes, are good, again, they, they're good and bad. They, ha- they do have a sense of community and, you know, the elderly people can get together and do activities together and do all that sort of stuff, but it can be quite bad as well.
1: Yeah, because, well, in blue zones, generally it's more isolated so generations live with one another Mm. so I would probably live with my parents and my nan Mm. so then my nan would being around young people would still probably generally stay active would try and do and eat a lot of the things that say for example my mum and I eat whereas if you go to a nursing home yeah everyone's At the older end of the spectrum so everyone's being careful about moving everyone's eating the same sort of things like getting the same sort of stimulation getting everything done for them
0: yeah and it's it's also a purpose thing so the older generation in the blue zones are still teaching the new mothers and the children and being active in their life and passing on knowledge and all that sort of stuff so there's that purpose where you're it's almost like nursing homes just take that all away. And it's like, again, good and bad points of nursing homes, but I just feel like if they were trying to prove the optimum level of humanity and accepting death and all that sort of stuff, I don't understand why they did in a nursing home.
1: Yeah. Just Just a little side tangent. You know, the reason that women go through menopause so that they can't get pregnant again, so that when they're elderly... Their purpose is to help their children look after their children. Mm. That's actually their purpose. And now we're just like, you're old, go get looked after by someone else.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is... But again, it's it's a whole thing of, you know, go to school, get a good job, work for 50 years and yeah. then retire. Like, yeah. again, that's a whole nother topic. We won't go there. So let's leave it there. We've carried on a fair bit. If you're still here, can't thank you enough for listening. Um, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.